Hi, I'm Katie Marquette, and you're listening to Born of Wonder. And here there is something more than just a transient experience. It's about uh, being. It's about the things that matter to me. It's about the white spaces between the paragraphs. Then God said, let there be light. It's a mistake you always made, Doc, trying to love a wild thing. Hello and welcome to Born of Wonder. I'm Katie Marquette and on this show we uh, explore anything and everything that inspires wonder and awe in the world. I think that a lot of us right now maybe are struggling to feel wonder in the world. Uh, there's a lot going on uh, right now that is that is frightening and upsetting. And uh, my, my first thought when uh, when I heard about you know what was happening in Ukraine and across Europe around the world, was uh, I, I want to know more more about the Ukraine. I want to know who these people are. Uh, I think many of us have been very inspired with the way they have um, they've reacted to this crisis to their country being invaded. Um, and then I thought about this little book I have uh, called The Mitten, uh, which I read to Jojo, which I read to my daughter all the time, and it's adapted from a Ukrainian folktale. And in this story, a um, it's about a little boy who who wants white mittens and his grandmother says uh you know you're gonna lose those in the snow and uh but he she knits knits them for him anyway and of course he immediately loses one of the mittens and then the whole story is this sweet story of all these animals who find their way in the mitten uh finding warmth in there and of course it starts with like a a little a little mole and then it goes to a fox and a rabbit and eventually a bear is in there and there are all these animals just cuddled in there until finally a little mouse gets on the bear's nose and sneezes and all the animals come out of the out of the mitten and uh the little boy finds it and it's very stretched out but um of course he's like see I didn't lose my mitten after all and it's just a sweet story it's an animal story you know it's 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 really nice I don't really know if there's a moral but I just thinking about it I was thinking about um it maybe not a moral but it certainly has themes and the themes are um, this grandmother's uh, indulgent love for her grandson, this grandson's intrepid um, adventurousness and uh, and faith that he will find his mitten again, and then this um, this sort of TARDIS mentality about the mitten that it just keeps getting bigger. That there is that there's more room than we think, and uh, there's something maybe poetic about that. Maybe for this moment, uh, that that maybe what seems small. Um, 
there's there's more there's room for all of us uh at this moment so um at first i was like i want to do something about ukrainian folk tales and fairy tales and i started doing all kinds of research and there are some really interesting funny absurd stories out there about ukrainian folk tales one involves a wolf drinking vodka i maybe i'll just tell you about that one in a little bit but i i didn't want to just i i don't know much about ukrainian culture i don't know about their history um uh except in the cursory way that many of us do and I, I don't I didn't want to just sort of present you with um, uh, just the stories that I don't know from from my heart or the way that, that somebody from Ukraine would know so um, I can only present to you what I do know and um, so I thought though today we would talk a little bit about um, about how to handle uh, situations like this. What do we do when the world is seemingly falling apart around us? I'm recording this on a Sunday night. I'm going to release it right on Monday because I don't know what's next going to happen. And I know people are processing this information um, right now and maybe this will be uplifting. And I wrote this on uh, on Instagram recently where I was saying that uh, my, the whole point of this podcast is to inspire wonder. It, it's from, you know, the, the title Born of Wonder comes from the St. Gregory, uh, Gregory the Great quote, um, we make idols of our concepts, but wisdom is born of wonder. And this has just been true in my life. I, I can be sort of a snobby intellectually, lost in my books or something like that, looking for the logical solution to things. But really the things that have made my life meaningful are um, there. there's no proof for them. There's no fact. There's no graph or dotted line. They are the moments uh, that are completely beyond me. They're wonder, uh, wonderful, you know, I, the sublime. And... Uh, this this is what life is actually about and um i think of wendell berry who talked about how ideologies make us lonely and dangerous um and leave very little room for compassion and love so at these moments um when i think that people get frightened and they want to fall into factions and they also want to have all the answers right away we see something terrible happening in the world we immediately want uh want to know what the right reaction is what should we do what should the world be doing? What should our country be doing? And it's also perfectly okay to not know and, uh, and, and to just process and um, take a step back. So, so that's what I want today's podcast to be. I'm going to just not talk that much. Um, I'm going to play some beautiful music for us, though, that, that um, I think uh, will honor Ukraine and its culture. And um, also, I just wanted to remind you of a few things. Um, of course, maybe you've heard this quote many times, but it, it bears uh, repeating, which is uh, the, the, the famous quote that Mr. Rogers said, when he, which he said is, when I was a boy, I would see scary things in the news, and my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. And hasn't that, that been true right now in this, this terrifying moment happening um, in the Ukraine, their country is being invaded, and yet how many acts of um, heroism have there been, and, and small acts that we have no idea about, you know, that aren't captured on camera, that um, just, just ordinary people just, just living and taking care of their children and um, helping their neighbors when they can, and that those are, um, that that's, that's really the heart of people, and I think that dire situations like this, violent situations like this, uh, actually in in a sort of odd way can bring out the best in people. Um, I think that we all feel 
uh, united under the banner of shared humanity. Um, a lot of things that make us seem so different um, in less trying times suddenly don't seem to matter that much anymore. And uh, and so so there's there's a unified feeling there, um, and it's a moment to show compassion and uh, and it's amazing. It is absolutely amazing what people do under extraordinarily difficult circumstances. So that is reason to feel wonder. That is reason to feel good about um, about the human spirit, the spirit, the resilience of the human spirit. There there are so many good good people in the world who are just trying uh, trying to do the right thing, trying to take care of their families, and uh, that's the majority of people. So that that's something to focus on when we see these big world events playing out um, in, a, in a violent and frightening way. And I also think of C.S. Lewis's uh, The Screwtape Letters, if you haven't read it, it's, it's sort of a humorous pre- premise, but about some very serious topics. Um, it, it's written from the perspective of a, of a demon who is writing to his sort of fledgling demon um, protege uh, who is trying to uh, you know, win over the soul um, for the devil uh, of a young man. And it goes through sort of the small and big ways that he has influence over him. And when it comes to wartime, he actually says, you know, war in in and of itself, you know, it's good if people sort of get caught up in the moment or they get lost in politics or something like that. But he said war actually is is dangerous um, from a demon's perspective because it forces people to focus on what really matters. Uh, they, they become very aware of death and nobody can can pretend that they are immune from it. Nobody can live in that illusion of immortality. There are opportunities for courage and camaraderie and uh, and gratitude and uh, and all these things are, are presented to you. So um, maybe this is a moment uh, to feel that way as well. And of course, the sad thing is um, what's going on in the Ukraine is a terrible thing, but there are terrible things that are happening all over the world. Um, uh, many, many times that are not as covered or not as, um, you know, that we don't see as much of and, uh, but, but that are equally, um, troubling and, and upsetting and, uh, and unjust. But, uh, of course the implications of this particular, um, event on the world stage are huge and could have huge ramifications. So of course we are all watching and waiting and hoping and praying with bated breath. So um, this is certainly a moment in time, but maybe somebody um, years from now will listen to this podcast and who knows how things will have turned out. But I know, unfortunately, that that these events will happen again and that we will need to be reminded that that wonder and uh, compassion and awe and just being rooted in um, in uh, in in the transcendent is is the only way that we can survive these things. So I'm going to play some music for us now. I started out the episode with a, um, a beautiful just sort of opening there from, um, it's, a, it's a suite of uh, Ukrainian folk music um, uh, composed by Boris, I'm, I'm going to butcher this last name, but another reason for me not to go too in detail with, uh, with the folk stories, but <laughs> Boris Lyachnitsky. Okay, I'm just I'm going to try to say it again. I'm going to put it in the show notes so you can look it up there. Um, and uh, it, it's just beautiful. So I'm going to play a bit for uh, more for us now. Thank you. 
So some beautiful music there from a suite on Ukrainian folk theme, String Quartet Number 4, Opus 43. Um, Absolutely beautiful. I'm going to play um, some, some chant for us now, some Ukrainian chant. I found a great Spotify playlist of just Ukrainian chant. And when I just didn't really know how to handle reading any more of the news, I would play this and just sort of pray in the background and just be thinking about the people in Ukraine and it would just sort of calm me down and uh and and, and I, th- I think it's it's really beautiful so I'm going to um play here um this piece uh from from Rachmaninoff uh Vespers Bless the Lord O My Soul and it's by the Kiev uh Chamber Choir sung here by the Chamber Choir So some beautiful Rachmaninoff there. Um, so I, I'll, a moment of levity here. I'll tell you a little bit about this folk story. My, my, my husband was very underwhelmed by it, but here's a story in which a wolf gets to be a good guy. So that's kind of rare. Uh, in this story, an old sheepdog, um, you know, has sort of, uh, he's no longer useful to the shepherd and his and his wife, and they have a new baby, and they can't really afford to keep him, so the wife is like, we got to get rid of this dog, he's just, he's too old, like, we, it's time, his time has come, but uh, the loyal farmer shepherd is not gonna, you know, kill his dog, um, so he takes him out to the woods and says, you know, go run off, go, go somewhere, I, I can't do it, but, um, you know, hide. And uh, the dog, poor old fella, is, is sad and confused and wandering the woods and finds a wolf um, who's who's confused. Why are you out here? Shouldn't you be guarding the sheep? And the dog explains the situation. He said, the wolf says, well, look, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to help you get back with this family. And uh, they, they plot that the wolf is going to um, take the baby when they're out in the fields the next day. And then the dog is going to come to the rescue. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, the dog goes chasing after the wolf and um, comes back with the baby, saving the day. And of course, the farmer and his wife says, "We will make you know, we will make it work to keep this dog. This dog deserves the biggest stake we have, you know." And he's just treated like a king for saving their little baby. And the next day is a spring festival, and the dog is sort of happily munching on his uh, his lord's provisions there underneath the underneath the table, and he's feeling bad that um, the wolf hasn't gotten any even though he is the whole reason for this so he finds the wolf 
and uh, says, you know, come on, sneak under the table and I'll get you the good food. So that is what he does. And the wolf, uh, and in addition to the good food, he gets the wolf some some good vodka. You know, this is a Slavic country they, and cold. They need their vodka. So this wolf gets some good vodka. And, uh, and, and the wolf is getting increasingly drunk and insists that he needs to sing. And the dog is begging him not to, but a few more shots of that vodka and the wolf is singing. He's howling up a storm. And of course, he terrifies everyone there. And uh, immediately, the farmer is going to shoot the wolf, but the, the dog intervenes and jumps on the wolf, pretending to attack him. And the farmer's like, don't shoot, you might shoot the dog. And so the wolf, the, the dog sort of pretends to drag the drunk wolf off into the woods, again, saving the day. And they part ways there. And uh, that's kind of the end of the story. <laughs> So you could say, I wish I had a better way to wrap it up. It's it's not like a good just so story. And that's why wolves do this, or that's why dogs do this. Really no reason. Just a fun story about a wolf drinking vodka. Um, so they're, they're, that's a Ukrainian folk story for you there. Um, but let's have some more chant. Let's have some more music. Um, I'm going to play a bit more from those folk themes that I started out with. Uh, it's it's um, they have they have these pieces on YouTube. I'll put the link up, uh, and it's about 21 minutes long. And there's some just beautiful themes in there. So I want to um, play some more for you. So let, let's go back to some Ukrainian folk themes here. So for me, one of the hardest parts about um, processing these sort of things, and I do have to be sort of um, judicial uh, in my my uh, news consumption, I have to be uh, be prudent about that because um, 
I, I don't know if I was always this way, but I know it has definitely increased a lot since I became a mother is that I'm very, very sensitive um, to especially children in harm's way. You know, when you become a mom, like every kid is kind of becomes your kid because they could be, you know, I mean, you just you immediately picture your own child in these circumstances and it just breaks your heart. I mean, it is the it's really impossible to take in and I have just been um, really really thinking about all these families you know especially where the the women and the children are fleeing and the men are fighting these families are separated and or they're having to spend all night outside with their children or you know trying to put their little baby or toddler to bed at night not knowing what's going to happen I'm just um, overwhelmed by these thoughts where you see these pictures of the NICU unit having to be on a generator, women giving birth in the subway. It's completely overwhelming and um, I I don't know really how to process it. And so here's a beautiful piece. I mean, this is absolutely beautiful. This is, um, it's, it's a Ukrainian Lenten hymn. Okay, so this is perfect for Lent. I might just have this on repeat for a while and it's called The Sorrowful Mother. Um, and it's just beautiful. So I'm let 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 me play that um, pl- play this for you now. And uh, that this is sung by oh gosh another Ukrainian name I can't pronounce, but it's a Ukrainian church cho- chorus. And I'm going to put all these links in the show notes so you can listen to them for yourself.
So what a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful hymn there, um, The Sorrowful Mother. And I think that we can just, uh, even when we don't know what to do, when there's maybe not anything practical we can do in the face of atrocities or confusion or just world events, we can at least um, sort of unite ourselves in our in our feelings and our prayers and our emotions. And um, it does matter. It does matter to say that I care about people that I, I care about people I don't know and and your emotions about this matter and um, and I know that the the news and the way we consume news just the constant um, you know updating and the live updates and the just um, it, it, it's all fear-based of course too because that's what gets you to click right I mean it, that that's just the way it is and we sort of get this sort of um, adrenaline thrill from the whole situation because it's like oh my goodness like something terrible has happened and you can't look away it's like a rubbernecking it's a car crash you can't uh, even as it's horrifying you, you you can't look away you become addicted to it and we get into these dangerous loops so I just want to remind you that um, it's okay to take a step back from the news it's good and healthy it doesn't mean you're being an irresponsible citizen and actually it would be a good idea to listen to some music that makes you happy um, listen to, uh, to, to podcasts, listen, you know, um, open a book, open a good, you know, mystery or something like that. Some Agatha Christie, you know, get lost in something that is perfectly okay. Um, think about how Tolkien said, uh, you know, about the importance of fairy stories that, uh, that, that, you know, if a man is in prison, would you blame him for wanting to think about things besides prison walls and prison bars? Like, wouldn't you want to dream of something beyond that world? What about G.K. Chesterton, who told us fairy tales didn't tell us that dragons existed? Children already knew that. Fairy tales told us that dragons could be killed. And this is so, so important um, that, you know, sometimes if you're lost in some sort of book or something, you say, well, look, what's going on in Ukraine? What's going on in the world? I am just so outside of that. But no, actually, beautiful art, beautiful books teach us the profound truths about what is happening right now, right here, which is that um, good wins. It does win. The arc of the universe is long. Uh, and it bends toward justice. Martin Luther King, it will always bend toward justice and good books and good art teaches, teach us that, remind us of that. So if you need to take a step back um, from all of this, that is perfectly okay. It is perfectly healthy. You also don't have to have a ready-made opinion about anything yet. You can just ingest it and, um, and pray about it and read a book and listen to music and that is okay. That is good. Uh, so I hope that, um, that, that this good music and, um, just sort of pondering a little bit here about what it means to wonder and have faith in the fate, in the face of terrible things happening in the world. I hope this has been helpful and I hope that this beautiful music has helped you feel united to the people of Ukraine and, uh, and, and suffering people all over the world that, that, um, beautiful, um, music like this, uh, does connect us. I, I feel more connected. I was on a long, uh, road trip this weekend and I actually passed right by a Ukrainian Catholic church and I was like, this has got to be divine intervention and maybe I'm supposed to go here. And I turned in and, um, liturgy had started about an hour before. So I, had, I missed it and the parking lot was packed. I wonder if it's always like that, but, um, I still loved that I passed that. I mean, what in that um, that it was there, and um, that that mass, that divine liturgy was being said there. Um, so yeah, and if they, and I did want to leave you with another recommendation, just besides these um, this music that uh, that I played for you today. 
which is a totally on a totally different po- topic. Um, I want to uh, recommend a podcast, a BBC podcast that has been going on um, since 1942, if you can believe it. That was the first time it aired on the radio. It, it, it's called Desert Island Discs. And my husband has uh, turned me on to this show. And on this road trip, I actually had like uh, six hours in the car to myself this weekend. So uh, I just binged so many of these episodes. It's such a fun show. It's so great. It's the premises. They have, um, you know, an interesting celebrity writer, guest, actor, actress, whoever on the program. And the premise is if you uh, were stranded on a desert island, what would be the eight tracks you would bring, the eight uh, songs you would bring? And, uh, and what would be the one luxury item? And then they give you the works of Shakespeare in the Bible and what would be your one other book? So it's a really clever way to uh, frame an interview, really interesting way to get to know people uh, that, that you've heard of, that you're interested in. And it's also a fun thing to do uh, yourself, you know, with your friends, your spouse, or, or just for yourself to s- decide what 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 music would you bring? You know, what, what book, what, what luxury item? Um, so, so I hope that that maybe uh, can be a fun and edifying thing to listen to. There are so, so many episodes. Um, if you look it up on Spotify, you're going to be overwhelmed. I made a playlist for my dr- my drive. Uh, with I haven't listened to all these episodes. I listened to a lot of them. Um, but uh, these were people that I saw or looked up and they looked interesting to me. So I'm going to put that playlist in the show notes. Um, people like Emma Thompson and JK Rowling and Daniel Radcliffe and Colin Firth and... Um, Sheryl Sandberg, uh, yeah, there, um, Dave, David Tennant, uh, lot, lots of really interesting people. So, um, if you want to, to listen to that podcast, I would recommend it. Something else to think about, something else to listen to, uh, in the midst of so much going on in the world. So I, I, again, I hope that this was convicting and inspiring and is leaving you grounded and feeling ready to face, um, face the problems of the day. Remember Gandalf said, all we have to do is decide what to do with the time that is given us. This is the time that we are given. Uh, We all have challenges in whatever time we are born into. These are the challenges of our, of ours. And uh, we, we're, we're, we're doing what we can to prepare to face them. So thank you as always so much for listening. You can follow along with me at bornofwonder.com, at bornofwonder on Instagram. Find me Katie Marquette on Twitter and uh, and get in touch with me anytime. I love to hear your emails, your thoughts, anything like that. I have started a Patreon. You can find that in the show notes. Buy me a coffee, help me pay for these subscriptions um, and uh, just help me to have time to, to do this podcast, which I love so much. And uh, I hope that it's um, helpful to you too. That that it's um, that that it's bringing wonder to your life. That is my my goal and hope. Uh, Flannery O'Connor often prayed a prayer which went, "God, let me write, but let it always be your story I tell." And I pray a version of that prayer every day. And I'm grateful for this opportunity to to write and create and what a wonderful time to be an independent producer and just have ideas and be able to send them out into the world like this. I appreciate it. I appreciate you listening. And I, I wish you wish you well and wish you a, a safe, uh, safe, good week ahead. Um, okay, I'm Katie Marquette. And this is Born of Wonder. And here there is something more than just a transient experience. 
It's about uh, being. It's about the things that matter to me. It's about the white spaces between the paragraphs. Then God said, let there be light. It's a mistake you always made, Doc, trying to love a wild thing.